0: Hi everyone! Jake and I are so grateful for all of your support. We want to remind all of our listeners to always dive within the limits of your training and experience, and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are so thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with all of you. Stay safe out there and always have fun.
1: All right, dive 12.
0: Dude, how long have we been doing this? This is crazy. Not (laughs) long
1: enough, apparently, because we're still doing it. So welcome back to the States. You were, oh, thank you. you were away for a little while. You were at a wedding, which you showed me some pictures. It looked awesome. Yeah. Um, but you're already back teaching. So why don't we start there? Let's 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 kick it off with some dive logs.
0: Yeah, I didn't even catch up for my jet lag before I got into another class, which is good. I like to hit the ground running, so it's OK. But yeah, I started off with another weekend class and I just had the weekend sessions this past weekend and it went really well. Oh yeah? All the students are fabulous. I was a little bit, you know, apprehensive because I had just gotten back for one, and I really wanted to harness my focus for the class.
1: Yeah. And you're teaching in a hurricane, no big deal.
0: And I'm teaching in a hurricane. Yeah, that's another story.
1: Which, by the <laughs> way, like to be clear, you did teach the morning before a hurricane. I, did, hit, I but did. You were out of the pool. I did. I would like
0: that to be noted. I should you put on my resume. You should.
1: You were out of the pool well before there was yeah. any danger.
0: Yeah. So. um just to explain the class but we had started as soon as I got back from my trip like the next evening and then we were in the pool that weekend with 7 students okay which i honestly wish it would have been 8 so that i didn't have the buddy team of 3 well,
1: buddy team of 3 but I it worked like out the buddy team of 3 because it forces them to think a little bit differently mm-hmm. so a lot of times when i have that i will I will move the the, the thir- one of the people around And like try and give different buddy teams a three because it makes them think, you know, they're not just responsible for one person. Now you're responsible for thinking about two people. And how does that change the way you think about doing out of air drills or doing buoyancy, right? If you're not just looking at your buddy, doing descents where you have three people on a Mm -hmm. line plus you or a DM. Like that's a lot of people in a small vertical space.
0: Yeah. So particularly for this class, I have a dad and then his two sons. Oh, and so, fine. oh, that yeah, works out really fun. well. Actually. So they yeah. get to all do it together instead of dad being off doing it with another random buddy and not oh, sure, getting yeah. to do it. Yeah, with okay, ones.
1: that that makes sense. Yeah. So it actually wouldn't...
0: is really cool, like having them together. Yeah. And then I have a couple more students that have been really fun. And honestly, I we were just saying this. We've kind of been on a streak. Of we have really good. We have. Classes. We've had some
1: really good classes lately. And I was saying to somebody else uh, the other day. Maybe I was saying to you too, but I was like. I have had, we've had some really good classes, and I can't tell if the classes are going well because I'm a really good instructor or because the classes are going well.
0: I was just saying this to Caleb that I don't know if if we've just been getting lucky or if I've just been getting better Yeah, or the
1: students are really good, like the the students are really motivated.
0: Yeah, so, and I think, like, it's probably a combination of all of the above, but one, the students have been good to the point where they were just fish from the point we got them in the water they were just fish and even we were doing the skin diving drills and they didn't want to get out of the water (laughs) and normally people are like oh skin diving this is really boring but we were doing it and all of them were just holding their breath forever under the water and just doing it so perfectly and i'm like do you guys want to take a free diving class instead?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, sorry, but I can't teach you free diving. You're going to have to take another class. No,
0: they were, they were so good from the very beginning. And, of course, you know, like throughout everything, they'll work on their buoyancy oh, and they'll something. work on stuff. But they love it and they're passionate about it immediately. I don't have a single person that's apprehensive.
1: Sweet. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually, I think it was the day before you got back from yes, wherever you were. <laughs> I had a, uh, emergency first response class, which is Patty, uh, teamed up with emergency first response to teach a primary and secondary care course, uh, which also leads into the rescue class, but it's also good to know, uh, just generally like bystander, um, bystander first aid, CPR, primary care, yeah. uh, outside of a hospital, uh, basically, you know, bystander first response. And I love teaching that, uh, class because...
0: Well, you're great um, at it. I well, you used to
1: do it. I used to do it. That's right. I, I like to think I'm still good at it, but I used to do it for a while there. Um, back in the old country, I was a uh, <laughs> I was an EMT in New Jersey. Uh, no, I was in DC when I when I was in, when I was in college. I was an EMT. Um, so what I've been able to do is sort of layer that into the um, into the class and kind of you know they they always give you these these very funny pictogram drawings of very like ridiculous scenarios you know very oversized heads and everything and you're like okay you know maybe let's make this a little bit more real so i've been able to bring some of my experience to that you know into that uh into that class and that's been a lot of fun and i actually just had one of the students from that class uh who was taking it because she was i think volunteering um she hit me up and wants, to take, wants me to certify her. Wants to, I think she wants to do her advanced certification. So I was like, oh, hell wow. yeah. Nice. like, hell yeah. No, cause, and, and we've talked about this before. But we love it when students hit us up and they're like, Let's, let me take the next step. I want to work with you again because it yeah. just validates all the work we've been doing. Oh,
0: yeah. No, definitely. It's a great feeling.
1: Um, so and,
0: tell me about like, what are some other classes that you had while I was
1: gone? Uh, I had a couple of open water classes. Uh, one open water class, I think, since, since we have last spoke. And it went super well. Um, I had a group of seven Yeah, and it went super well. We ended up, uh, splitting the group up a little bit on actually on dive on the last dive, we ended up, uh, one student went with the DM and I took six, uh, on, on dive four. It's just the way things worked out. Okay. Uh, but the, I mean, they were so good. They were so good. We were having like, we were openly joking with each other and even, even some of the students that were a little bit quieter, uh, to start the class really kind of came out of their shells and, and, and did a lot and I was really I was really stoked about that.
0: Cool, yeah.
1: Um, so and I got to take out I got to take out Floatwood Mac.
0: I know, I saw it the other day. Yeah Floatwood I Mac I saw is it out. when I was I did a dive or two with you. And I, oh, saw, that's right. and yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, yeah, the yeah.
1: Float. you were there. You were doing what were you doing? You had the same thing Oh that's really
0: the, the class we taught
1: together. Oh, <laughs> I completely forgot. We taught that class together. Yeah. Yes, right. Your float was next to mine. Yep. Your float was next to mine. Yep. Um, yeah. So, no, it's been, it's been fun. I need to paint Floatwood Mac on my float now. It's just yellow. I didn't, I didn't write it on there or anything. You
0: didn't?
1: No, no, I didn't I thought yet. I
0: saw it on there. No.
1: Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I just put my... Um, uh, I have a floating braided yellow line. I know. Which I, I saw had, like, it. I, I wasn't sure it was a good idea because it's a lot to carry around and deal with in the float but I'm I'm actually pretty stoked about it because we had some higher uh, surface currents.
0: It looked useful. It, it did was. look useful, so, but when my DM and I were kicking out, we were like, "What does he have hanging off of this float?" <laughs> so because it was like positively buoyant, yeah. and so we looked and we were like, "Is his float yeah. up?" And then we like went over and we saw that you had done that, yeah. and we were like, "What the heck is this dude doing?" So
1: basically, it's a it's it's three strands of buoyant rope that I braided together and it's uh, tied to the float at one end and fl- uh, flows free on the other end. And basically I noticed that, especially on days when there's a lot of current, students would be doing skills or talking to their buddy and not notice that they're floating away from the float. And then they have to spend energy to kick back to it. So I was like, well, if I can make this easier for my students, I'm going to. So I picked up this float, I got it, um, it was um, like a spare end uh, from uh, West Marine. I just got, it was like the last whatever many feet of rope that they had. So they just, I got a discount on it. And, um, I braided it, cut it, braided it, uh, attached it to the float. And it is now like, it's now basically my students can grab onto it and they don't have to worry about floating away from the float, which is really nice.
0: I have a story Okay. as to why I think that something like that is a really good idea. Okay. Let's hear it. So oh. in Costa Rica, we used to just throw buoys down. Sure. So we would have like just a buoy or an old milk jug or something floating on the top mm. and then an anchor on the bottom because like was... a mushroom
1: anchor or was it something real
0: um mostly it was usually just weights
1: oh just like a bag of weights or a block yeah of weights or something? usually oh, just wow. a weight belt Oh kind wow! Of yeah, but, okay. Um, okay. Sometimes it was an works. anchor, but it's it, it works, just depended.
0: So it was like a new shop, and we were very much discovering the area that we were in. It was also a fi- like heavy fishing area, so we couldn't mm. just leave buoys. Out yeah, sure. So you
1: couldn't screw something in. And yeah, we couldn't just
0: off. leave it out there, and so we always had to pull anchor and like take it back every day. But we had coordinates, so we knew which sites we were dropping at. We knew the dive point to drop at, and all that kind of stuff. But we would drop Similar, every day. Similar,
1: by the way, to what we do down here in Southern California.
0: Exactly. So we would drop every day. And, but we couldn't screw anything in, really. We just had an anchor. Because
1: it's rocky on the bottom. There isn't a lot of, yeah. like, it's not like. And what... it's,
0: like, coral, too. Right. Oh, and yeah. And so sure. we can't screw anything in. So normally we would just drop some kind of something heavy. And we did this with Caleb and his friend when they were doing their DSD. And so, Discovering
1: scuba diving yeah, for the first time. Yeah, and
0: so... Oh, boy. They were excited, but we all... So myself, my course director, and those two, we start going down the line. We're obviously, like, on them, like, hard because, you know, it's Discover. And so we're going down, going down, going down. And, of course, like... We get to twenty feet where we thought we were gonna start our dive with them, and we get to the end of the line. It's
1: just hanging in and free it's water,
0: hanging in the abyss. Oh no! Because they had been sitting, so like we had all been sitting there, and they're holding the line because you know they're excited but they're anxious because yeah, it's sure. their so first time. So they're holding dive. onto the floor. So they're holding it. And it's pulling up and down because they're pulling on it. Oh, and so it so had pulled up. And so it had pulled up and just started floating away. They
1: pulled it off the bottom and, and the it just current,
0: floated. And so the current was so heavy that it pulled it off the bottom and they just started floating oh, away. No.
1: How far did they float?
0: I think it was pretty far. I mean, I don't know, like the boat was still around, but in the area that we were in, you could change depths really fast. Oh, really? Yeah. So what'd you do? So we get down there and I look at my course director and we just do that side of, are you kidding me? Like you put your hands on your head and you're like, are you kidding me? And the guys like are looking at us like, what is going on? Because you know, that's more, that's so nerve wracking yeah, for like and, a and brand you, new diver and well, you're just in the
1: abyss. If you tell a brand new diver anything, yeah. to, you know, what to expect, <laughs> yeah. and then anything happens on that dive that isn't that's exactly different. what you told them,
0: oh you, yeah. You, you,
1: you, we all know we get that deer in the headlines. Yeah, look.
0: so we were only down for like maybe like a minute, two minutes because mm-hmm. we had taken them down just right there. And then we went right back up on the line. And both of us get up and we we're like, what happened? And he's like, I know exactly what happened. They pulled up the anchor. <laughs> yeah,
1: you just floated with the current. Yeah,
0: and so we had to grab onto the boat. Well, the boat came over to us. We threw the anchor back in. We grabbed on to the line on the side. The boat towed you. tows us back over to the drop spot. We redropped the anchor and did it all yeah. over again. But immediately I'm thinking like, okay, if there was something for someone to hold on to that wasn't, the buoy
1: my my <laughs> trail line my trail line would have solved all your problems yeah. so yeah i've used it twice uh the first time there wasn't so much of a current i just you had i had to take it out because i needed the weights i also keep some weights in my clothes so, yeah I,
0: there, so. It, yeah I think yeah
1: but the second time i've used it um it really came in handy so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep using it mm-hmm. um and the other thing that is happening as you all have no doubt seen is as a result of many things, including urging from friends and, and some some uh, uh, motivation from friends, as well as uh, the podcast we put out last time, uh, I have embarked on this 30-day fitness challenge, what? I'm calling it. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Head over to my Instagram. I haven't put it. I haven't put it on free descent because I wanted to talk about it here, and then we'll put it out. But uh, thirty days, thirty activities. I'm doing running. I'm doing um, weight lift. You know weights workouts uh, for thirty days. Basically, I have as me a, up
0: for the weights. Yeah, muscle, mommy. over yeah, here <laughs> my, Miles
1: goes to the gym more than I do, so this will be fun. Um, you kick my ass in the gym. But um, I have basically thirty days from now until I leave on my dive trip. Uh, which we will talk about more in a couple of weeks yeah. After you get back from yours Yeah, um, We're both going on dive trips soon So we will talk about those in the coming episodes But uh, yeah, I have 30 or so days And uh, for all of those days I want to be doing something to kind of get myself In the best possible, possible physical shape Both for the photos that I'm going to take And also for the diving that I'm going to do I mean, th- this trip I'm going to do somewhere between 30 and 40 dives It's a lot of diving
0: Didn't
1: we just smash a pizza? (laughs) Why you gotta out me like that? Why you gotta do it? like that? (laughs) Yes, we did just smash a pizza. It's balance. It's it's all all about about balance. balance. It's all about balance. We're recording this on Tuesday. (laughs) If you saw my Instagram on Tuesday, I did a massive run that included a bunch of sprinting. So I earned my pizza. I earned my pizza today.
0: Didn't we have a phone call yesterday and you were... Run, were you running? Yeah, I was running on the car. Oh yeah.
1: No, oh. while I was doing the workout yesterday, because uh, I had I I had texted Miles, "Hey, call me when you get a sec. I got some I got some things to share." And uh, yeah, then I um then you, you I, like, then I waited. You were like, <laughs> I waited a little bit. I waited a little bit, and you didn't call, so I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go for my run." And then you called me while I was like a mile into my run. Oh my God. Yeah,
0: you were panting. I was. Yeah, I was, I was a
1: mile into my run. Of course, I was panting. This is it's not easy.
0: Okay. All right. So we have a we have a
1: great episode this week. We're talking about Dive Masters uh we both were dive masters at some point i think i was a dive master for a little bit longer than you
0: i right? was a dive master for like five
1: seconds okay so yeah i was a dive master for longer than you yeah but we also got some really great input from one of our friends who's been a dive master forever and is like one of the best i would say he knows more about diving than both of us put together for he's sure. just been doing it he's been doing it forever he's seen a lot so he gave us a bunch of great input that uh i've got over here that we're gonna we're gonna also share so enjoy that, and uh, please send us your thoughts. Uh, send us your workouts, and um, yeah, enjoy.
0: Jake, just send Jake your workouts.
1: So that, no, Miles <laughs> has to do them too. I'm I'm dragging Miles into this, kicking and screaming. She's she's gonna run with me. We're gonna right. We're gonna do five miles on Thursday. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Okay, so DMs. This is something that we've been wanting to talk about for a while and a couple people have asked us to do an episode on. So I think we should start with what makes a good DM. And when we say like what makes a good DM, I think we should list it not like stuff not to do, but what do they do?
0: Okay. Um, just right off the top of my head, I, I know that I love it when a DM gets there early and yep. asks me how I like to run my class and how I want them to act out of the water and in the water.
1: Yeah, no that, that pre class briefing. I think we'll we'll I guess we'll divide this into two sections. There's class DMs and then there's sort of working DMs. Mm-hmm. Like on boats and in shops and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So as far as class DMs, absolutely. Like finding out from your instructor what their expectations of you as a DM are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was the first thing I would do with an instructor I hadn't worked with before. And a lot of it is to, you just watch the class develop and you, you, you get a sense for where you need to be relative to both the instructor and the class. Mm-hmm. Some instructors will like you to be at a certain position some instructors will like you to do things more hands-on or hands-off, um, but definitely having that conversation up front is huge.
0: Yeah, that I is think huge. for me, because I, I know for me, I like to say everything I have to say and then give the dive master a chance to add in anything they want to say, they get like. 30 seconds, but <laughs> yeah. they're, they're
1: not to go over everything that I right, just right. said. So, so the dive like Masters to so add in literal adding those positive, it, keeping in, like, in that positive,
0: actual additions and yeah. not just going over what I just said.
1: Yeah. So in, you know, the, the, the best example of this would be you brief a skill and maybe there's like one tidbit where they can add something that maybe students are like, okay, but how should I think about this? The dive masters, I love it when dive masters are like, so if you're thinking about this and it's not clicking for you, think about it this way or try this or put yeah. put yourself in this position. Yeah, That to me, that's the invaluable advice that dive masters can give that as instructors, we're more focused on conveying, here's how to do the skill. Here's why it's important. And here's how we're going to... Uh, execute the scale, we're going to descend, we're going to sit on our knees, we're going to line up in a line, you're going to face me, I'm going to demonstrate what you're going to do, right? We go through all of that. The DM is, has that opportunity to think about the mental side of the students, if maybe we, if maybe we weren't in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the sort of key things that I think you're right. I think they can add. Conversely, they shouldn't do what I just did, which was speak for five minutes. Yes,
0: yeah. So that's, I think, keeping it on the positive side. I think in the water, I love when they go with the plan until I tell them the plan is changing. And (laughs) to be flexible when they, when the plan does change. And so even like, you know, if I need to, I might go over some hand signals that are just like professional hand signals, Um, like, I don't know. Stop fucking around. <laughs> yeah,
1: stop messing around. Is one, and, and or another just, like, one is is you body. watch these guys, or yeah,
0: you, you know, like you buddy up with yeah, that you, guy, yeah.
1: or you do something with this group or like of people. You
0: float high. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just yeah. like different things like that. So like going yeah. over some extra hand signals with them, I think is always beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. And then just like in the water. When a dive master can read my eyes mm. and read my signals like where I need them to be like that uh, and I don't have to do multiple things, that is so amazing. Okay. It makes my job 10,000 times easier. The
1: best DMs are the intuitive ones. Yes. The ones that don't even have, we don't even have to make that eye contact or that, that physical you know, body language, whatever. We don't have to make signals. They just start doing things yeah. as we expect them to be done, right? Yeah. So I think that takes time to develop. I think obviously no DM is going to come out of the DM class and be able to do that. But the more you work with an instructor or a group of instructors who were all trained a similar way, who all think a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, you know, for instance, the longer you work at our, the shop we work at, yeah. most of the instructors that work at our shop were trained by a similar group of people, were trained under similar guidelines and, and all sort of conduct our classes the same way. With certain, you know, certain exceptions for people that were trained differently, like you were. You were trained in a different environment. We, we conduct our classes, as we talked about before, differently. Yeah. So, you know, DMs that can watch the flow of a class or the flow of a few classes and then start to think for themselves, okay, I know what's coming next, and I know since that's coming next, here's where I need to be. Here's what I need to do. Here's what I can do to help the students move forward or start thinking about that next thing. Or even the DMS that while I'm working with one student on one end of the line will practice skills we've already learned Mm -hmm. on the other end of the line, just reinforcing math skills or regulator recovery or any of those skills. If you can keep the students engaged and you can keep them doing something. I mean, when I was a DM, I used to play rock, paper scissors with the students and I was for like six classes in a row, I was undefeated. And then someone beat me once and I was very upset with them and I told them they were cheating, and they go, how could I possibly have been cheating? We couldn't even talk underwater. And I went, that's not relevant, you were cheating, because I lost. Um, but you know, I think DMs have an opportunity that as instructors we don't necessarily have to become not just a teaching aid and, and, and another part of the instructional staff with these students, but also a friend, a mentor, a guide, Uh, a dive buddy to these students that maybe we don't have because we have to reserve a little bit more space uh, as, you know, and, 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 and I'm not saying that we couldn't be dive buddies. And in fact, we are a lot of the time, but there are, there are always students and there will always be uh, questions that students have that they're more comfortable going to the DM than coming to us. Maybe they don't want to say, Hey, they don't want to admit to forgetting something that we've taught them. But go to the dm and they'll say hey can you help me put my gear together can you help me with this can you help me with that and i think that's what you know good dms will reinforce that they won't you know they won't make a student feel bad for, for for going to them instead of coming to us or even you know forgetting the skill in the first place that's you know they they will say hey no worries let's you know let's let's figure this out
0: i think my big thing so two things about what you just said one i think so much can be solved by once again the pre class debrief and like a brief before, and then talking about, like, okay, I loved that we did this, let's try to change this for the next session. Yeah, so those two things are huge, and then last thing is that I think that adding to what you just said about like the DM creating a different relationship. So, the class that I just had, I created a super good relationship, I feel like, with some of the younger girls and also the children i feel like i always connect really well with specifically there was like a 30 year old guy and he connected so much better with my dm because they just had more in common and so they felt more comfortable like doing their own thing doing skills together like setting up and like talking about their like dive planning and stuff they felt more comfortable doing that together and i let them just run with it because like they just connected and that's a huge part of diving is finding people to connect with and oh, so 100 i think like finding a dm that you work well with but maybe is like different than you yeah it's also really important so like i don't mind working with older men because a lot of times i'll have a variety of students yeah. and they'll connect better with someone who isn't me
1: yeah i think that's a really good point um you know one of the prevailing themes throughout our podcast has been that we, we and, you know, to some degree, you know, specifically you, don't look like a lot of the other people in the dive industry. And, you know, we have nine to five jobs. Um, we do this because we love it, because we love sharing our passion with other people. and, and But that does, you know, that does mean that we have an opportunity to... Expand what a diver can look like and also by contrast you know mm-hmm. someone may connect better with us or with our DMs mm-hmm. based on who they are yeah. um, so having a DM that isn't the exact same person as you um, does, does help I know that and, and that's not to say and I can think of a couple of DM instructor pairings where they are very similar people and that works really well too because they get along so well that that it camaraderie a rubs good, off. Yeah. That it, camaraderie rubs right off onto the rest of the students. Yeah. And and there this is I'm thinking specifically of one group that works at our shop, uh, an, um, an instructor and his DM, who they've worked together for so long that they can read each other's minds. Yeah. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how to conduct how to, how each other wants to conduct mm-hmm. the class. They don't even really talk to each other, mm-hmm. except in an instructional you know capacity yeah. they're not they're not doing a lot of side conversations about how they're going to conduct the class and it's sort of it, it's well sort of it's incredibly impressive to watch
0: yeah um no and i've had it both ways before like i've worked with like another woman at our shop who well, lydia she's been on oh yeah, lydia Lydia's and been I, on, yeah. yeah so like lydia and i we have worked together before and it's always super fun and i remember that class like our camaraderie definitely rubbed off on everybody else, which was really yeah. fun. But then I think of the class that I just had with our good friend that I think we posted about him before. But um,
1: yeah, I think so
0: our other good friend who's an older guy, but he's just he's super funny. He's and great. He would definitely be best. mad that I called him an old man. He <laughs> calls himself an old man. <laughs> but um, no, he's he's the best and truly like one of the easiest people to work with. Yeah. But he can bond with people that I can't. Yeah. And so yeah.
1: I think one of the best parts about guys like him though is that he is so knowledgeable about diving. Yes. But he's not a know-it-all.
0: Yes. He doesn't yes. He and doesn't I think...
1: try and walk in on day one and establish dominance over the class which, with everything he knows and his dive knowledge, which, which DMs, especially new DMs, brand new DMs who just came out of the DM class, they're like, I know everything about diving. And you're like, well, you sort of do, but just you wait until you don't.
0: I think that can bring us in to maybe pet peeps. About Um, DMs? Yeah,
1: sure. Let's talk some pet peeves about DMs.
0: So I think you hit a good one. Is that DMs that are like... I love when you're knowledgeable. But it's my show.
1: Right, (laughs) Right. It's my show and it's the student show.
0: And you are there as an assist and to help. And, you know, like... I want you to add in your comments. But don't repeat everything I just said. Like...
1: Don't just put I just everything. Said yeah. it. Don't it's put everything. Time. Don't put everything into different words just for the sake of doing it. If a student yeah. is struggling, absolutely you can take them aside, you know, in between skills or maybe during lunch or something like that. And you can have those side conversations if for whatever reason you think you're you're more able to have that. If, if you have that better relationship with them than maybe maybe you or, you or I do. Absolutely, you know, the DM can absolutely have that conversation. But if we're in the pool and if I just briefed a bunch of skills, I don't really want my DM talking for five more minutes. Not to say that my DM won't have good points. They probably will. But part of the way I think about classes is not only am I teaching you to dive and teaching you to, I hope, dive well, um, but I'm also teaching you that there will be times in diving where not everything will be perfectly crystal clear. Mm -hmm. You may have to figure something out for yourself. So I don't want, you know, I I want to allow my students to have a little bit of, I'm going to figure this out. He told me what to do. And if something goes wrong, I'm going to figure it out.
0: Yeah. So I completely agree with you. I think like the main thing about this is just that as a DM, any additions that are Quality actual additions are 100% welcome if you're reiterating mm-hmm. everything that was just done or said just for the sake to hear your own voice. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I cringe about this because I think back to my first days, where like first couple classes as a DM, I 100% am like <laughs> yeah,
1: we're, we're I think every DM is susceptible to
0: it I'm a susceptible I'm definitely I definitely did that 100% and, and for sure. I think back and I'm like oh my gosh my course director or the the instructors that I shadowed mm-hmm. are like wow I can't believe she's saying this now but I have learned I've learned the error of my ways and I have had DMs as well as DIMITs do this to me during my classes and it is terrible it's truly the worst and i don't want to work with you again if you
1: do it and it's tough too because you can't say anything to them while they're in the water obviously right you're not going to stop your class and like yell at your dm because that's not that doesn't reinforce anything good. (laughs) it doesn't reinforce anything really good towards your students they they don't they they're not going to feel more confident oh no i don't do it oh wait i i would literally
0: never do it in front of students right and i don't yell But I do... You speak firmly. I speak firmly away from the class. you have spoken
1: firmly to me. Um, Away from the
0: class. Away
1: from the class, right. So I think we'll we'll wrap this comment up just to say that if you have a good comment, if it's something that you think the class should know or should hear that we haven't said, say it. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna repeat everything I said for the last five minutes using different words, keep it to yourself, and bring it out. If a student either during or after the skills has questions, absolutely show that knowledge. Yeah. Be knowledgeable. We You, you have the training. You have the experience. We want you... We You are there as a resource. We yeah. want you to be a resource. Yeah. But we also want to make sure that we're moving the class forward because if we spend all our time on the surface talking, we're not yeah. going to spend any time underwater diving.
0: Okay. So I think the next thing yeah. I want to talk about just with like a pet peeve is like looking at a dive master and they're
1: not paying attention.
0: Well, not paying attention and this kind of goes along with it of like fidgeting with their own gear when it's already set up instead yeah. of moving on and then going and like actively proactively going around and helping the students and asking me what needs to be done and saying like, "Okay, on to the next task, on yeah. to the next thing, next, next, yeah. next." And if I'm having to hold your hand and drag you through and ask you to go on to the next thing every five minutes, that's frustrating. Because then yeah. it's like the time I took you to ask ask you, I could have done it myself. Right. Why and do I have you?
1: The, you know, it. one of the things, and, and I, I'm pretty sure they talk about this in the DM class, Granted, that it's been a few years for both of us, um, is, you know, you are you're part of the professional staff teaching the class, right? So your gear should be set up first and then you sort of have to have that confidence to set it and forget it, right? You set your gear up so many times by now, you should know, I set up my gear, it is ready to go. You don't have to be fidgeting with it. So you can help students with their gear, you can help carry things if students need help carrying things. I know they talk about that in the DM class. Uh, Most DMs are used as pack mules. That's just (laughs) your role as a DM. Yep. Um, You know, as good instructors, we help we do help out. I help carry tanks all the time.
0: I try, but well, you only men have, don't... you can
1: only lift one tank at a time because uh, you have no one shoulder. I no, we talked about this. You only have one shoulder. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But
0: if, if need be, I can you do definitely carry no, tank you do. two tanks. You do, but a lot of times men don't let me carry them, and they're like, "Oh, let me help you with that." I'm like, "Fine, help, <laughs> take it."
1: <laughs> oh no, I don't have to carry tanks. Oh no, like you. Yeah. What?
0: You have to help with my gear all the time.
1: No, 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 you beg me to help you oh, with beg, your... Oh, You give me I the puppy... You give me puppy dog eyes and the, I did it. I didn't
0: have puppy dog eyes.
1: She did it to me... <laughs> the guys, she did it to me in the shop one time. And everyone's looking at me going, Are you going to do it?
0: Are you really going to do it? <laughs> and you did it. And I did because I'm a
1: nice guy. Because I... Because I think I owed you for a thing and I didn't want you bringing it up. Um, <laughs> I have so much dirt that I can bring
0: up. If you don't... Not. If you don't carry my stuff, I have dirt. I do...
1: Okay, don't look at me like that. I don't like the way she's looking at me, guys. I, I'll, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that alone because I don't like the way she's looking at me. All right, moving on. I think my other DM pet peeve would be equipment-related. All of the equipment that we use in the class, as, as all, the, all the equipment the students use is pretty standardized. It's all, it's all rental gear. It all pretty much works the same. It all acts the same. So... For the most part, unless you're a brand new DM that hasn't worked for the shop for a while and haven't really experienced with the equipment, you should know how the equipment works. Um, Further, you should also know how your equipment works. And you should know how to, um, for example, don't... And You should know how to set a float if you're I being knew asked you, to set I a float. Knew
0: you were gonna go there and I use
1: a sand anchor, anchor. <laughs> and I use knew. a sand anchor and and some of our and some of our friends are gonna listen to this and, and uh, you know who you are, um, and they're gonna be like, oh, I know who I know what's going on here. Yes, you using a sand anchor because especially in Southern California, what we were talking about with we don't have permanently anchored vertical moorings or buoys or anything that we can descend down. Um, in our open water dives. Yeah. So we have to bring them with us. And you know Flo- Floatwood Mac, my float and, and and Miles, your little red wagon.
0: It um, is. That's a great name for it.
1: You're welcome. You can use that. <laughs> uh your little red wagon and and, and Floatwood Mac. I mean there there is there are ropes in there, there's anchors. There's stuff you got to know how to use. Yeah. We usually we hand off the uh, the floats usually to the DMs as we're entering the water so that we can help students with that shore entry. Because sometimes it's maybe the first time they're getting in those waves. It's probably the first time they're ever doing it in gear. So we want to be there as like a helping hand. And how to not tangle it when you're coming in. Right. So, <laughs> you know, getting out there with the... Managing the float, getting your fins on, not losing any of the anchors, with letting the float flip over, that sort of thing. And then setting the float, setting the tagline, and then pulling it all up and, and stowing it at the end of the class... Um, you know, as a DM, if there's ever a piece of gear that we're working with that you aren't familiar with or comfortable using, tell your instructor because we will, if you, if you tell us ahead of time, we will take the time to show you you and explain to you how it works and we will help you if we need to, we will make sure that, that you have what you need to be successful.
0: Yeah. I think that's the big thing. It's just communicating. So, because I want you to be successful so that the class will be successful. But if you don't communicate and you come in, like, guns and blades in, like, you're the show yeah. and everything, that's frustrating to me. I really value people that ask questions and they just, like, they realize, like, oh, like, this isn't about me. This is about the students.
1: Yeah, but this, this is all about me.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: I don't know how you put up with me some days. My ego gets big. But, but <laughs> uh, most days, most days it's, I'm, I'm a very humble guy.
0: Yeah, I take some breaks. He says. That's why I have to keep leaving the country. Oh, is
1: that why? <laughs> Just to get away from my big head. Um, yeah, so you know, definitely you're allowed to be confident. Don't be cocky.
0: Yeah. And, I if, and if
1: you're yeah, unsure, yeah. like if, if as a DM you're setting the float, you're screwing in the anchor, and you're not sure it's set well or set correctly, ask your instructor, hey – you're going to drop down with the first couple students. Would you mind checking the anchor? Because yeah. it's so much easier to check it then than che- then the, watch your float float away.
0: Or for the students to hang on to a line that's like that's floating. That's flying up in the
1: air. Yeah. 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 I've
0: had that happen to me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just watch the students yeah. and I'll do it myself. And,
1: and there's but, nothing wrong with saying, hey, can you teach me how to set your float? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'll teach you how yeah. to set a float. Um, um.
0: So, and I think like, okay, so next, just moving on, we have a little list here yeah. from a wonderful DM.
1: Yes. One of our favorite DMs. Um, I'm actually, we're going to see him this weekend. I'm very excited to see him.
0: But a lot of stuff that he gave us and gives to new DMs is, I mean, to wrap it all up into one is to teach positively. Mm. And so... You are a teacher. You're in the teacher.
1: You're part of the instructional. Well,
0: stuff. yeah, you're an instructor. You're a professional. Do that with the most positive, excited attitude as possible. Not a, like, oh, I've done this a million times. I'm kind of bored. Oh, my God, blah, this blah, is blah, so blah. easy. How could you is not is get so this? This is so easy. Yeah. How could you not get this? This is the easiest skill. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, just do it like this. Oh, just let me do it for you. Do it more as in, like, oh, like... Where are you struggling with that? What is the holdup? Like, let's I think about say, what is
1: the holdup? Like, I, no, I just say, like yeah. a
0: what? What's the what's the holdup in your mind? Like, yeah, what, what is keeping you from getting there? Like, you know, just I like know where you're. I
1: know what you mean by that. I know the words. Apart. The words aren't there, but I know. I know where you're but getting. But just
0: at. picking it apart yeah. and asking good positive questions yeah. to really.
1: What do you need help with?
0: Yeah. Like, How can I help? to get out of students what is going on in their head, maybe if they're feeling anxious, understanding when it's a good time to say like, hey, do you wanna work on this together? Do you need a couple minutes and you and I can work on this? Yep. And then miles will come back. Yep. I think those are all super positive interactions. And so just remembering that like, everybody is going to have a different reason for taking a scuba class and nobody, Really knows what everybody's true. Why am I doing this is? Even if you thought that you heard it in orientation, maybe someone doesn't want to tell you
1: throwing it all the way back to dive One we were talking about how you might not always know all the reasons you might know some of them And and you found out you know at the end of a class that there may be more reasons that someone's getting certified As DMS DMS are DMS at least usually don't attend the orientation because that would just be a lot of cooks in the kitchen and and it would be more uh, the perils of recording at home. Uh, it would be more uh, people in the room than, you know, we have a smaller classroom and we want to make sure that the attention is focused on sort of one group of instructors rather than seven or eight people standing at the front of a room. Yeah. Um, but usually the first night, there is some time where the instructor is finishing paperwork that there may be getting things prepared that the DM can kind of engage with the class for the first time and say, hey, you know, why are you guys, you know, I didn't get to hear, I wasn't at orientation, uh, you know, why are you guys all getting certified? And, and give them that opportunity to, you know, give a glimpse, give a glimpse. And, and, and like we've been talking about, the DM has as many, if not more opportunities to engage with the students as, yeah. as, as us as instructors do Yeah. and can absolutely take those advantages Yeah. Um, and should, you know, because at the end of the day, DMs, you are as valued a member of the instructional team as, as instructors. And oftentimes, I don't know if you've seen this with your students, but I, and maybe this says more about me as an instructor, but a lot of times, you know, my, instruct, my students, and when I was a DM, it was the same thing. Instead of going to the instructor and saying, hey, I want to go diving with you, they'll all go to the DM yeah. and say, hey, we want to go diving with you because you're not going to be teaching us the whole time. Because <laughs> all they've heard from us is constant instruction. Yeah. You know, whereas the DM gets to have a little bit more person personability within that instruction
0: yeah
1: um so yeah absolutely you know having those positive interactions whatever they are with the students um helping them out with gear helping them out with skills um you know i i like just asking, keeping
0: the vibe up yeah just absolutely keeping the vibe
1: up. dms are in charge of vibes yeah the dms are in charge of the just vibes
0: keeping the vibe Keep up. The because up. like sometimes as an instructor i like i have to talk about something serious yeah and like it's I want the DM to be like, hey, I know what Miles just said like, is like super serious, and we need to take it seriously, but we're still having fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, I no, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I'm trying to imagine myself saying those words, and I can't, but that's just because I am me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I but would no, no, say no, no, it but It's, it's, things, it's but... right. It's, it's, it's the DM is, is, like I think you said it the first time, but, the DMs are in charge of vibes. <laughs> the DMs got to keep the vibes up. Yeah. Uh, got to keep the vibes high. So...
0: Okay. Um, Let's move on... Yeah. Into what makes a good DM outside of the class.
1: So, I actually became a DM and then... It, uh, so, I actually... No, Stop.
0: <laughs> No, I will edit
1: this later. I can do this. Okay. Uh, So actually, the reason I became a DM and then instructor was actually because of a DM and instructor on another boat. Um, I think I've told this story before. Yeah, you
0: have. You have, yeah.
1: Um, But good DMs that work at dive shops, that work on dive boats, if they're really good, I mean, they'll get you coming back. They could be the reason you go back. It's because I want to hang out with that guy. That guy's a lot of fun.
0: I mean... Honestly, my reason for making diving my life was a DM in Belize. There you go. It, literally, the was reason. He,
1: was it because he was cute?
0: That was a long time ago. Way before <laughs> Instructor Caleb. Way, way before, before Producer way Caleb. Way before Producer Caleb. Did you I, just call him
1: Instructor Caleb? I did. <laughs> You just promoted know, him to instructor. I I'm getting
0: tired. But um, no, way before producer Caleb.
1: So he was. Long, yeah. You don't have to tell the long story. Long way
0: before. There I was, was a very cute dive master in Belize. And he did inspire me to be what I am today. <laughs> yeah, so that's all he'll ever be. I'm but... <laughs>
1: silently choking back laughter over here.
0: Shut up. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, no, I mean, and I think that speaks perfectly to what good DMs outside of classes look like yes. right they are encouraging they are helpful they're knowledgeable they don't have to be cute they don't have to be cute um <laughs> i don't i don't know where you want me to go with that but they you know they are um, I completely lost my train of thought because now I'm like I'm trying not <laughs> to name like physical no sorry. I'm trying to name like I'm trying not to name like physical characteristics of DMs. Now I'm like oh they have to be six foot four and blonde like no they, they, it's 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 important thing that I'm six foot four. <laughs> you are you're six foot four and blonde in your mind um, no they, like you know the, their knowledge and their ability to make you feel calm yes. and make you feel confident in your own dives yeah um, I'm thinking about all the DMs I've been on. Been with on boats and other dive shops, where I've gotten some really really good dive briefings, and I've gotten some really really bad dive briefings. And I'm thinking back to a some dives I did in Cozumel. I do. I was in Cozumel for two weeks. I dove at two different dive shops. The first one, the first week, was incredible. They they had an experienced staff. They had a well run, well oiled machine. Uh, you know, everything went on time, everyone was prepared, all the dive briefings were, were good, the staff was knowledgeable, everything just sort of, you know, there was a good routine, everything happened well. The second shop, for the most part, in the mornings, when most of their, um, when most of the boats went out, same thing. In the afternoons, uh-huh. service kind of fell off.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um... And I remember we were doing a series of... We were doing one dive a day, but I dove with this guy for a few days. And we were on a ponga, a little ponga. So we were doing back rolls and, um, and even sometimes putting the gear in the water and jumping in after it. Um, and we were... One of the women on the boat was a larger woman who wasn't... F- she was her first dive, I think, with this DM... And I had been diving with him for several days at this point. And and some of the other... There were maybe four of us on the boat had been diving with him for a couple of days except for her. So he does his usual dive briefing, which was this is the name of the site. This is the depth. Let's go. Which Mm. we had gotten used to because we were like, all right, that's all he's going to give us. Because he knows that we've all been diving in Cozumel prior to diving with him. So we know... Hey, there's current. Hey, there's this. Hey, there's that. We'll all follow him. You know, we sort of knew those things already, Uh but he didn't update his briefing to include this new one who had not had that experience. And this was her first dive of the weekend or Mm. the week or whatever it was.
0: And she didn't know about the current.
1: Well, she knew about the current. She had dove in Cosmo before, but just hadn't dove with him. So he gets up and he starts inflating gear and throwing it over the side. And we're all diving in after it, right? We're getting ready. You know, we're we're ready to go and we're going. And he grabs her gear and she goes, what are you doing? And she, she he hadn't explained in a way that she was comfortable with entry the entry yeah. and what was going to happen and who was going to do what and all of that um, and he kind of looked at her and said in And his English also wasn't very good um, but you know Oof. he didn't and he said I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating to prove the point but the communication was lacking. Yeah. And she did not have a good experience. She came back to the dock pretty upset about that. I mean we had a fantastic dive. Yeah. It was it was She was
0: uncomfortable.
1: She was uncomfortable. We saw some Eagle Rays, which I had I had seen once before, but from further away we got nice and closer than this time. Which I was very stoked about. Yeah. But we um you know, we'd had a great dive, but she was not happy with her dive. Yeah, and you know, was kind of huffing and puffing, and and came back to the dive shop, understandably a little bit upset. And I think it really had an impact on her her trip. I think um,
0: about that. So this, honestly, what you're describing is exactly what how Bali was for me. And I've already told- oh, you
1: mentioned you mentioned that there was one dive shop that was good and one that wasn't.
0: Yep, yeah, and it was. The exact same story is that like our first shop that we were with in Gilly T, our dive master that we had throughout the entire week was incredible. Love him. Still have him on WhatsApp. Like he's- You still talk to him? Uh, We like send each other dive pictures and stuff, but no, he's- There you go.
1: So that's what we're talking about with good DMs, right? They will follow, they'll stay in touch with you. They will send you pictures. And this
0: was during Ramadan when he was fasting and he was still fantastic. And so I like all the kudos to him. Yeah, he was nice amazing. Job, but I 100% love, love, love him. But um, he was so, like, he gave me everything I needed to know, nothing more. And he made myself and Caleb feel super calm. And this is Caleb, these are like Caleb's first 10 dives, right? Yeah, and right, so after he can tell. So he was not only a good DM for me, someone who has over 200 dives, but a great DM for Caleb. Someone who has 10 dives. Yeah. And so he met us in the middle and was a great DM for both ends of the spectrum. And that is a superpower in my yeah. opinion. If
1: you can, and I think this applies to instructors too, when you can balance the, I've got some really gung-ho, ready to go
0: yeah. people over
1: here and I've got some need a little bit of TLC people over here yeah. and you can balance that. Everybody has more fun. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the gung ho ready to go people, maybe you, you, are like, all right, you guys, you guys are good. All right. You're good. Um, you know, I'm going to spend time with these guys. You guys hang out. Yeah. And and again, that comes down to communication.
0: Because like for me, I would drop down super fast and just kind of hang. And he took time with Caleb to help them equalize a lot longer. And they would just kind of hang out and equalize slowly. And he knew like, he wasn't panicked about trying to get to me. He knew yeah. that I was fine to just sit and he knew I wasn't going to run off and do crazy uh. stuff. Like he knew I would just sit there because right. it's just you just know that's right. what another professional is going to do. Right. And so I was just sitting waiting, and, and I were, and knew, I knew that he would take the time with Caleb, and so I didn't have to, yeah. which was great. because a bad DM, a bad DM, would have dropped fast and waited at the bottom for us. Or, Instead of or, the other way yeah.
1: around, or he would have made you
0: wait. Wait. Yeah.
1: Which, personally, depending on the conditions and whatever, maybe that's the safer option. Yeah. And he would say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to take him down. Follow in a minute, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Depending on the conditions, maybe that makes more sense. I could see that as a viable option, depending on where and what yeah. how you were doing it, but." I'm with you. I like DMs that are like, hey, you know what you're doing. I'm, you know, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to let you with the camera do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm going to let you do, yeah. you know, I've seen you dive before you're good. Um, Cause I'm the same way. I like to drop like a stone, especially like, I don't do it so much in San Diego where the water isn't so clear, but if I can, from the surface, see my landing zone in Fiji yeah. or in It was Ke- 150 K- feet. So exactly. I'm at the bottom and like, I'm looking up to the
0: 150 surface. 150 feet we weren't 150 feet fizz oh okay but we I was say, you were into, dropping no into like... we were dropping into 70 and yeah, so i right. like so looked up in, yeah and actually
1: you know in 70 i probably wouldn't have dropped earlier just because of consu- air consumption i mean you were diving yes yeah, fair enough if you're diving the brand new diver you're probably not gonna it's not gonna be an issue it and, wasn't that and it's you right? but caleb's,
0: I, caleb's I air for- consumption was actually great was it like for like
1: i also forget that it's you and you can you breathe like twice a year
0: no, but, like, <laughs> seriously, his air consumption was very impressive. Like, yeah. you and him are the same size, and his air consumption was
1: kind of... Was very... better than me? No, it was better than me.
0: It was just No, no, good. no, no, because you, know, like, you were seeing him... I was
1: gonna, I'm going to say it's not because you were seeing him in warm water. You've never seen me in warm water.
0: True. That is true. I don't
1: breathe in warm water. I don't need to.
0: That's true.
1: I don't move. Yeah.
0: Um. But, yeah, moving on. But Yeah, yeah so I think that those are some of the big differences with DMs. It, mainly the briefing and then how they're diving with us. Yeah. And I think back, I think back to and my I, first and
1: their organization too.
0: Yeah, I think back to my first couple like dives as a DM and yeah. leading in Costa Rica. And again, I cringe, total cringe, yeah. because I think like I tried to keep everybody so close together, like even divers <laughs> that it had like. Yeah, two hundred plus eyes, and I was like, and I that, was like, yeah. oh my gosh, get together, get together, get together. And I think back, and I'm like, gosh, I was so irritating. I'm it's sure two, I was yeah. so irritating. Now
1: <laughs> out here, we want our DMs to be saying, "Hey, get together, get together, get together," because the yeah. visibility isn't always so good. But I'm thinking about Cozumel, I'm thinking about Hawaii, I'm thinking about Fiji, where I'm like, the DMs, the good ones that I worked with, didn't. Really, give us any direction on. You have to stay exactly this far behind me, and, I, mm-hmm. and you need to be next to your dive buddy. It's more about make sure that you, we can see each other because in those conditions, you have more of a leash to. Especially as you know, some of a lot of the dives we were doing, um, you know, they were advanced divers, advanced dives where everyone was very comfortable within each other. There was a week in Cozumel where I was diving with a group of six and. We literally, like, we still have a group chat that we were just talking in the group chat yesterday because someone is going back to, uh, there's a married couple, they're going back to Cozumel again. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, We miss you guys I was like, Oh my God, I miss you too. Um, like, a, a good DM will allow a group like that yeah. to kind of exist and, you know, spread out a little bit more because you know, a group of six divers clumped together, you're not going to get the best yeah. necessarily. You're not going to get the best. Um, animal interactions because a group of six divers all very close together looks big and scary to an animal. If you allow them to spread out a little bit more, they all have different interactions. They all see different things and then they get back on the boat. And what's the first thing they do? Talk
0: about. They all talk
1: about each other, but also with you as the DM, because you knew, you know, you may, you might know about the area. You might know what animals they saw you. They will be more engaged with you based on, hey, they'll ask you questions, hey, I saw this thing, it looked like this, it had these features. What was it? And they'll be like, I don't I don't know, you're describing a fish to me. I don't know it. <laughs> I'm the word that and actually to be fair, the good the really, really good DMs that work on boats know all of it. And they yeah. can I can describe a fish in like two words and they'll be like, oh it was it's a oh, I know. blue spot a uh, blue spotted big thing. And I'm like, okay, great, that's awesome. Uh, how did you do that? I can't do that with, I mean again, these guys yeah. dive all the time. They see all of this all the time. This is their home. but
0: I think so and girls we should say and girls
1: because most of the DMs I had for that first week were women
0: and they were awesome the other big thing I think about like that I wish I could go back and change as me as just like guiding groups in Costa Rica while I was also learning to be an instructor um, I swam so fast
1: Yeah. Okay, no, no, we (laughs) should talk about this because that's a real thing.
0: So, one, DMs in classes, but mostly DMs guiding. Yeah, guys. Swim at the pace of the divers. Swim
1: too slowly because if if they keep bumping into the back of you, you can always speed up. Yeah. But if you start the dive swimming like Michael Phelps, you're going to tire your divers out. They're not going to see anything because they're so busy worrying about you. Yeah. And... They're not gonna have as much fun because they're gonna burn through air super fast, and it's gonna be short. And it's gonna be short dive, and then you don't have any fun because it's a short dive.
0: So, so yeah, yeah, I, I think d- just like honestly, kick with one fin, I, like yeah, barely. I do. Kick.
1: I do a frog kick, so I just do just, a super shallow just frog kick. kick. Just a boop. And then I and then, and I, then glide, glide. And I glide. glide? I, yeah,
0: no, I exactly. glide till I stop. And so I think that that is really important. Yeah, and yeah. you don't. So it honestly takes diving with a friend. And them finally saying like, "Hey man, can you slow the slow fuck the down?
1: down?" Yeah. <laughs> and oh, so oh, I just like, we gotta put the e, we gotta put the explicit on this oh, episode. Oh wow. it's Uh-oh. okay.
0: But no, and I remember diving with another instructor, and that happened, and I got up, and I was like out of breath, and yeah. he was like, "How do you think that went?" And I was like, "Well, honestly, you sw- you mm-hmm. swim really so fast. fast." Yeah. He was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, we're all back here trying to yeah. catch our breath. That sucked." And so I think about that, and then I think about when i was learning and my instructor said you have to slow down you have to slow down you to slow you'll down. never make it you are going to get in trouble so much if you mm-hmm. do not just slow down and i always kind of played it off and i laughed it off but that one dive with the other instructor yeah. that i had i was like oh my god i get it
1: slowing I down i totally get it i mean literally like slowing down literally and figuratively is one of the best things you can do as yes. an instructor or dive master slowing yourself down and, uh, and sort of moving. You have to remember that you are an instruction, your instructional figure. So you have to remember that you're imparting information and you want people to retain that information. So if you're throwing it at them at the speed of light, there's no chance.
0: Just slowing down down in general. Because
1: if you're running around a boat with your hair on fire, that doesn't look good. No, that might make your, your, your passengers nervous. Um,
0: if you are calm and chill, yeah, like, the DM, calm like the DM, like the DM that I had in Bali, like the DM that I had in Belize, yep. if you're calm and chill and having a good time and just like an overall positive aura, that's what you're going to bring to your boat, Absolutely. to your class, to your group, just the whole everything. Whatever energy you're giving off, you are going to put that onto the people that you're with.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think last thing about specifically boat DMs. Um, actually, I have one last thing about boat DMs and then one last thing about like shop DMs. <laughs> boat DMs, knowing where everything is on the boat and being able to fix equipment. Yeah. Knowing where the tools are, knowing where the spares are, all that stuff. That can be the difference between a good dive day and a bad dive day.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, you know, DMs that pop up with the spare mask when I break a mask strap. The DMs that pop, you know, that sort of thing really does help. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, can really change the opinion of a diver about their day, the boat, the shop, whatever. Um, you know, the more knowledgeable you are, and I'll say this, you know, this applies to basically every type of diving you do, or even not working a diving, just being a diver. The more knowledgeable you are about everything, the better experience you're going to have. Um, and then lastly, shop DMs. Sort of the same thing, but knowing about the gear that you sell. Um, This is something that, you know, we work for a shop. We have a retail store. It's awesome that we have it because it means that we get to learn a lot about the gear that both our students wear, the gear that we wear, and also the gear that is out there, the gear that's available. Whenever I'm filling tanks, I walk around the shop. I'm like, all right, what is, like, what kind of gear is out there? I don't know brand names. I don't know model numbers. But I know, like, oh, there's bees, you know, with the, with certain brands have different ways of inflating the bcd certain brands make different types of bcds back plates back inflates wings uh you know jacket style BCDs. and you want to have an idea about all of that because students will ask yeah. what kind of fins should i get what kind of bcd should i get what kind of mask should i get what kind of regulated should i buy yeah. should i buy the stuff that i see you wear my my instruct my and we've talked about this in our gear episode maybe we should do another gear episode soon um with your new dry suit with your
0: secondary backup
1: guys miles is being mean to me for buying a backup dry suit
0: i, so got, a really, I got a really i got a really he has two i got a now. really good
1: deal on it I got, really no, really I got a really good deal on it, He uh, I'm very excited about it. No, he did get a really good deal. I got a really good deal on it, and it's brand new, and I'm very excited about it. And hopefully, I'll have a chance to test it this weekend. But anyway.
0: If I wasn't traveling all over Timbuktu, I would buy one, but I have so many trips. Where is Timbuktu? Siberia? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just doing it. Let right. us know where Timbuktu someone is. Tell,
1: someone tell specifically <laughs> Miles. Hit Miles up on Instagram and tell her where Timbuktu is. Thanks. Um, <laughs> anyway... Um... You know, I, I walk around the shop when I'm filling tanks. And I'm like, what? What do we sell? What do we do? Yeah. Because it's always good to be able to give at least some general advice. I don't recommend. I never recommend specific brands or specific models of gear. Um, I can tell them what I own, yeah. and I can tell them what works for me and why I bought the gear that I bought. Yeah. But I'm not going to recommend specifically what I bought because their needs might be different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I buy what I buy because, you know, the, usually the, the the criteria that I that I buy gear on is basically, will it last me forever? Is it really good stuff and can I fix it or can I get it fixed when it goes wrong? Can I repair it, replace it, et cetera? Part of the reason for me getting the second dry suit, the super good deal on it, is that I now have a backup dry suit when my primary dry suit, uh, you know, if there's a tear or a leak or I'm getting it fixed or I'm having something done to it.
0: You just bought it because it's a
1: good deal. It's all, no, okay, you it's just not,
0: bought it because it's a really good deal. And, and it I'm was rationalizing?
1: Hard, are you telling me I'm rationalizing yes. this? Yes. No, I you're totally
0: it. trying to rationalize it. There is a very low chance of your dry suit messing up. No, that's not true. It's, not it's a couple the, years old. It's, not to the point that you wouldn't be able to dive.
1: Well, but, okay, but if it goes to the shop, the shop, you know, it takes a couple of weeks to get the dry suit fixed. So I have, I have a spare one. So now I don't have that problem. Thank you all for listening. Next episode, we have our dive guru coming on to share his wisdom. He works at a hyperbaric chamber. He's worked all over the world of diving. He works for the navy. He, he yes, he did. De- he does work for the navy. I think he still does. I'm not sure if he he got. He's yeah, been, he's we'll find out. Right we'll find it. out about So he next does week. a ton of diving. Yeah. Uh, he is also a course director. So send in your questions for him. We have a list of questions, but send in anything you want to know about diving, dive theory.
0: Seriously, uh, This guy—if—if
1: if I ever have a question, I—he's the first person I think of.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and he is an incredible resource, and we're so lucky to have him on. Yeah. So, um, send us your questions, send us your thoughts, and what did we miss about DMs? Yeah. Tell us your stories. Tell us. You know what? Let's not do the horror stories because we can yeah. all, we, we sort Just, of did that. So let's yeah. do. Tell us about the really good DMs. Shout them out. We'll shout them out. Tell us about that because you know, we want to we lift up the good people in our industry that are doing the awesome work.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so shout them out. Tell us what you want to hear. And uh, we'll see you next time. I'm Jake.
0: I'm Miles. And this
1: has been another amazing episode of Free Descent. See ya.